Are you ready to proclaim the victory that Jesus has given you? Trendybeats.com Hey! 
you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, ancient of days. Thank you, Alpha and Omega. We give you praise today. We adore your name. We lift up your name, O God, for your love, for your care, for your protection, for your guidance. I will thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. We thank you, God, for your patience. We thank you for everything that God, that you have done, that which you are doing, and that which you are about to do in our life. It is not by our mind. It is neither our power. It is not by our strength. It is not because we are the most righteous people on this earth, but it is by your grace, it is by your power, it is by your mercy, and today we are guarded once again on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane, giving you all the praise, giving you all the adoration, and giving you all the exaltation. It is you, O oh God, that took over our battle. It is you, O oh God, who took the lead. It is you, O oh God, who came and, 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 and have your way in our life. And it is you, O oh God, that gave us the strength. It is you, O oh God, that has given us the knowledge. It is you, O oh God, that has given us the wisdom. You are the God of signs and wonders. And today we appreciate you. We adore your name. We lift up your name on high. We say, God, you are a good God. You are a great God. You are an awesome God, a marvelous God, and a wonderful God. a living God, we serve a great God, we serve a wonderful God, we serve a miracle-working God, we serve all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-sufficient God. It is He that has granted us the grace. It is He that has granted us the mercy and has given us this opportunity uh, 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 as well as this privilege to be part of the living and to be guarded once again here as a family. Uh, the Lord is good all the time and all the time the Lord is good. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Once again, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He has won it all.
of God, I am a winner man, because of the ancient of days, because of the power and the presence of God upon my life and upon my family and upon my ministry. We welcome you, Spirit of God, we welcome you, I am that I am. To that, I welcome everybody today to our prayer line. I welcome you all today on our prayer line, and I say God bless you. May the good Lord continue to bless you and favor you and give you peace, mercy, and grace. You didn't come here to joke. You came to proclaim. Our word of exhortation from Psalm 146, Psalm 146, the verse 1 to verse 5. Psalm 146, verse 1 to 5. He entered, he took the king. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. Verse 2. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. I will continue to sing praise 
I will continue to sing adoration and I will continue to sing worship to my God, to my Lord, and to my maker. Verse 3, do not put your trust in princes. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. Verse 4, when their spirit depart, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those who help. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord their God. A word of presentation today. Do not put your trust in princes, in kings and queens. Put your trust not in governors, in president, in prophets, in apostles, in evangelists, in pastors, in teachers. For the Bible said, these people are human beings, just like you and I. And they cannot save. No, they cannot save. I can't save you. Your spiritual father cannot save you. Governors and president cannot save you. For the Bible said, when their spirit departs, they return to the ground. So if you trust in a man, in a king, in a queen, what if they die? What happens next? What is your next step? But the Bible said, Blessed are those whose help is in God of Jacob. Blessed are those whose help is in the Lord their God. Blessed are you to trust in God, to believe in God that it is God that saves, that it is God that delivers, it is God that miracle through man that no man can save you no man can deliver you but only God through the man because this man are subject to flesh and the Bible said blessed are those that put their trust in the God of Jacob blessed are those that put their trust in the Lord their God Trust not in princes. Trust not in kings and queens. Don't put your trust in any man of God. Today, that is our word of exhortation. Oh, maybe you have been praying with me for a year, for two years, for three years. And you say, oh, this man of God is a reliable man. 
I can die tomorrow if God says that your day on this earth is up. And what is next for you? The scripture says that trust not in kings and princes, but blessed are those that trust in God. We have come in a time where now some Christian trust in, 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 in their prophet, in their pastor, in such a way that their prophet or their, past, their pastor or their apostle is even now their God. They now worship man instead of worshiping God. That man is also worshiping God. And you want to worship a worshipee, not the God that that worshiper is worshiping. So the Bible says that we should not put our trust in man. Man can fail you. You can call on a man today and the call might not go through. You might be disappointed. But any time you call on God, he will never fail you. Any time you call on the God of heavens, he will never disappoint you. That is our word of exhortation today. God bless somebody. Psalm 146, the verse number one, verse number two, three, four, and five. God bless you. More music on trendybeats.com. Welcome you all today to our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. That was our word of exhortation. Trust not in man, but put all your trust in God. For the Bible said, blessed is he that trusts in the God of Jacob. Blessed are those that trust in the Lord their God. Don't trust in any man. Don't trust even your husband, your wife. They can fail you anytime, any day. But put your trust in God. You will call on him every day and God will be there. God will always respond to you. God bless you all and I welcome you once again to our prayer line today at the hour of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. This is where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. Hey. Hey. 
Gethsemane, then we, we respond. This is where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. The hour of Gethsemane, then we respond. The hour of prayer, the hour of prayer. To Adeau Gethsemane, we are untouchable, we are unbreakable, we are unstoppable, and we are undeniable. You cannot be stopped, you cannot be denied, you cannot be broken. My God, Brandy Balatash. Awesome segment, another glorious day, a beautiful Tuesday. Awesome Tuesday, once again on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. Thank you and I welcome you all and I say may the Lord bless you, may God keep you, may God preserve you, may God continue to love you. The Spirit of God kiss somebody. Mm, oh my God. It's another day. It is another moment, and people of God are guarded once again. At Gilga. The day at the hour of Gethsemane, we have found ourselves at Gilga. But we are in Gilga. Kayada Brandi Valatash. Continue to work with me, continue to be with me as we stay in Gilga here and prepare ourselves for the next journey, the next stage, the next step. I salute the graces upon all the men and all the women of God on the platform. 
and i say may god bless you may the good lord honor you and your family you and your ministry and you and all that had to do with you god bless you once again you are highly favored The Gilga experience day two. The Gilga experience. We started yesterday. The Gilga experience. Yesterday was an introduction. Today we want to we 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 we, we want to go a little deeper into the Gilga experience and have some time to pray together. The Gilga experience. Salute all my sisters and brothers and my, my mothers and, and, and all at the sound of my voice. I say, God bless you. May the Lord lift you up. May the Lord continue to favor you. As we find ourselves at Gilga, may the heavens honor you. Somebody say, I am honored type on the platform i am honored i am honored my god and gilga you will be honored i say at gilga you will be honored the lord will honor you father The Lord will honor you. The Lord will honor you. Somebody say, I am honored. I am honored. I am honored. I am honored. See God honoring his people. I see God lifting his people. I see God turning some table, turning. Oh my God. Somebody, are you here today? I pray for you that in the name of Jesus. At Gilga, may you be honored. At Gilga, may you be promoted. See a divine promotion. Receive your portion now. Take your portion now. Take yours now by divine authority. Kadri Brandi Valatash. And yesterday was an introduction. Father, we thank you today. We bless your name. Bless your word and bless us today. May we be favored. May we be highly honored as we found ourselves in Gilgal today. We thank you. Let the Gilgal experience bring revival, bring restoration, bring elevation, and bring emancipation. May the Gilga experience bring a divine acceleration in the life of God's people. May we accelerate with speed. May the Gilga experience bring some divine power and authority to trample, to overpower the enemy and move and claim our possession and take over our inheritance. Katush Kayatash.
Today we saw something from the book of Joshua chapter 5, the verse number 9. Today I am going to read the passage on the book of Joshua chapter 5. From the verse 1 through to verse 15. And we are going to go a little deeper. But let me take the verse 9. That is our focal test for this week. The Gilgal experience. And the Bible said, And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt over from you. The Lord said, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt off from you. Wherefore, the name of the place is called Gilga unto this day. And yesterday I said, my God, Gilga means to roll away. Gilga means to roll away. So God says, we can start over because he is about to roll away something from our life. He is rolling some reproach, some prison garment. He is rolling it away. Ah, those days that we were in the captivity, my God, where our necks were full of yokes. Ah, he said, I am breaking that yoke. I am rolling away that shame. I am rolling away that disgrace. I pray for somebody, my God. I declare on this platform, my God, Kabrani Valadasa, that any man and the sound of my voice, any yoke, any reproach, Kabrani Valadasa, any disgrace, any embarrassment, brand. I declare that may that be rolled away. Cabrandiva, in the name of Jesus, this day the Lord said, Have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt? I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, at the Gilga experience, you will receive a divine touch that will cancel every disgrace, that will abort and delete every shame and reproach from your life and from today. Day I begin, brand you will begin to see the newness of God upon your life. You will begin to see the manifestation of God's power and authority upon your life. From today, you are moving in there, my God, to hand the other to take over your inheritance. From today, you are moving in there to claim your promise, my God, in the name of Jesus. From today, that which you are not able to do, as the reproach is taken away. As the disgrace, the embarrassment is rolled away. That which you were not able to do yesterday, years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, God is causing you to do. God is causing you to claim. God is causing you to move. Now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore, we find ourselves in Gilga, in Gilga, in Gilga. We have been encamped at Gilga, the place where the reproach, the disgrace, 
is being rolled away. My God. from Joshua chapter 5 I am reading all the passage up to the verse 15 the Bible said now when all the Amorite king when all the Amorite king's works of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over. Their heart melted. Their heart melted in fear. And they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. Verse 2. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make clean knife. And circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made clean knife and circumcised the Israelites at Gibeah. Aha, Raro. Verse 4. Now, this is why he did so. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age, died in the wilderness on the way after leaving Egypt. All the people that came out had been circumcised. But all the people born in the wilderness during the journey from Egypt had not. So the Israelites had to move about in the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who were military age when they left Egypt had died. Since they had not obeyed the Lord, for the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that he had solemnly promised their ancestors to give a land flowing with milk and onion. Verse 7. So they so they raised up, so they, they rise up, they raised up their sons in their plagues, and uh, which were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. Verse 8. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, uh, the Bible says that they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Verse 9. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgah to this day, verse 10. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped at Gilgah on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. And I like that. The Israelites celebrated the Passover, verse 11. The day when the Passover, that every day, okay, the day after the Passover, that every day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleaved bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped 
the day after they ate this food from the land, there was no longer any manna for the Israelites. But that year, they ate the produce of Canaan. Verse 13. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, um, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or against? Are you for us or for our enemies? Verse 14. Neither he replied, but he command, but but as the commander of the army of the Lord. I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? 15 verse. The commander of the lost army replied, Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Today, prophetess Mona Lisa, how are you doing? God bless you. Welcome, Pastor Andre Jackson, God's child. You are warmly welcome, Bridget Berima. You are welcome, Mommy Eva. You are warmly welcome, Deaconess Gloria Chapman. You are welcome, woman of God. Ruth you are welcome, dear sister, patient. To very much, you are warmly welcome. I welcome everybody today on our prayer line at the hour of Geshemini. Once again, I say, God bless you. Remain blessed and favor. The Gilga experience. Somebody type on the platform the Gilga experience. My God is. Today, something is about to happen in the life of God's people. Yesterday, in the introduction, I said, Gilga means road away, which means that God rose away the reproach, the disgrace, the shame, the embarrassment. 
Gilgal is a place of restoration. Gilgal is also a place of restoration of worship. From the scripture we read, I'll take them one by one. When the people of Israel came back to celebrate the Passover, so Gilgal means a restoration of worship. It is a revival moment in the life of God's people. Gilgal also means the old life is gone. Now everything has become new. Now everything has become new. So that was where God commanded Joshua to circumcise the man. To let them know that the old life is gone, is past. And now God had begun a new life with God's people. So Gilgal means the old life is gone. Now everything has become new. The Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he has become a new creation. Behold, all the old life, the old attitude, the old character, it is gone, but and, and God can clothe that man with a new life. Number four, Gilgal also means claiming your inheritance. Or your possession because that was the land that God had promised the fathers Abraham. So that was their land, that was their inheritance. Beloved, there is there is something that belongs to you. Let me pray this prayer for you. That there is something that is your possession at the which is in the hand of wrong people. But I pray for you, the Abdulga experience, you will move with power and with authority and claim what belongs to you. Gilga is a place of promise fulfillment. I mentioned yesterday, Gilga is a place of a promise. For, what was the promise? The promise is that the land was full of milk and honey. That was the promise. So when Joe, uh, Moses sent the spy, when they returned, they told him that the land truly is full of milk and honey, but just that those living in the land, they are strong people, they are powerful people, that when we saw them, we were like a grasshopper in their face. Uh, beloved, I came to tell somebody that those in your promised land, eh, they think they are strong, but with God, you are moving in there. The Bible said, and the man Goliath stood up the other day and threatened the people of Israel. And the Bible said that the men became women. No man was able to stand up to the fight. And the Bible said, this young man called David said, hey, my strength is the Lord. Our horses are prepared for battle. My God, I kavrandi balada. Ha. 
but the victory is the Lord. Ah, I remember the Bible said the other day, Ikada Branda Brandi Valada, that bread is not for the wise, and victory is not for those that are strong and powerful, but all oh, it is the Lord that gives. And the Bible said, and David stood up for the cause, and Goliath, that was a giant that stood up, and the people of Israel could not stand. And the Bible said, and the Lord gave David a victory. I pray for somebody that any Goliath, oh my God, standing on your promised land, any Goliath possessing your possessions, I pray in the name of Jesus, may that Goliath fall down and die. May Krabari Andy Brianda, may God ah, take his vengeance against any Goliath in your land, any Goliath in your promises, any Goliath taking over your inheritance from today by thunder, by fire, and by lightning. May them be struck down by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Gilga is a place of promise fulfillment. There is a promise upon your life. And that promise had to be fulfilled. For 40 years, the people of Israel were wallowing and moving around 360 degrees in the wilderness. But finally at Gilga, the promise was fulfilled. Ah, maybe you started some days ago. You have, you have been praying some prayers. Ah, you have embarked on some journey years ago. And it looks as if there is no progress. My God. And Gilgal, the Lord is telling somebody that in the name of Jesus, that promise God is fulfilling it. You are getting to your destination. I say you are getting to your destination. Ah, my God. I pray for you that God is lifting up every obstacle from your way ah, and you are getting to your promised land and you are getting to what God had promised you ah, and your children in the name of Jesus Christ Gilgal illustrate our death barrier and resurrection with Christ that is the sixth meaning of Gilgal the sixth meaning of Gilgal, that Gilgal illustrates our death and barrier and, the res- and resurrection with Christ. At Gilgal, when the people were circumcised, they were revived through the Passover, they circumcised. Is the death, the circumcision is the death and the barrier and the aftermath circumcision, the restoration of the Passover is the resurrection that we have resurrected with Christ. And beloved, I tell somebody, that at Gilgal, their flesh was circumcised. The flesh died to the world. At Gilgal, any flesh, any desires that keeps you bound 
is dying now in the name of Jesus Christ. And you are rising up with Christ, strengthened, empowered, lifted, and honored in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody type a big amen. Also means living in the resurrection land. Living in the resurrection land. When they cross the Jordan, when they cross the Jordan, they left the old life and entered into a new life. When they were circumcised, they left the old life and came down to a new life. So now they are living in what? A resurrected land. A new land. It is the place it is the place that illustrates our decisive stand in the new spiritual reality brought about for us through our faith in Jesus Christ. So what Gilga is telling us is that there is a new spiritual life. There is a new spiritual reality. There is a newness of spirit, a renewal of spirit. Beloved, I give God your spirit will be renewed. I pray for you that as we die and resurrect in Christ, your spirit will be renewed. Your ministry will be renewed. Your business will be renewed. Your finances, there will be a renewal. In every aspect of your life, God will give you a renewal. In your relationship and marriage, God will bring you a divine renewal in the name of Jesus Christ. In the passage we read, Joshua and the people he led they often came back to this place called Gilgal. 
And there is something that yesterday I told you that there were a lot after the cross, the guilt, the Red Sea, and got to Gilgal. There were a lot of incidences. We saw yesterday that Gilgal is also working David after the defeat of Absalom. Crossed the Jordan on his back to Jerusalem to rule again. It was the same place that saw the first king was enthroned. And even with Joshua and his people, they kept coming back to Gilgal for fellowship, for worship, for renewal. So Gilgal also means reaffirm or reaffirming our decision to follow Christ. So as a Christian, every now and then we have to return back to Gilgal. Not only today, but we have to continuously come back to Gilgal to renew our spirit, to reaffirm our vows. That I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, the life I now live, I live it not of myself. But the life through Christ who loved me and then gave himself for me. That is the life that I am living now. So Gilgal also means reaffirming our decision with Christ. You gave your life to Christ some days ago, some moment ago. You walk with God. But coming back to Gilgal means to reaffirm our decision. Our work with Christ. As Paul said it in Galatians chapter 2, the verse 20. So precious one, that is Gilgal. I want us to look at some lessons. Let's look at some lessons learned from Gilgal. That is the meaning of what Gilgal signifies. But let's look at some lessons that you and I can learn from Gilgal. God bless you. Yes, you can't
first lesson I want us to learn today, number one, is the first lesson that we are learning from Gilgal. From God's people's that he led them to cross the Jordan on a background to Gilgal, what it teaches us, what happened in Gilgal, the circumcision, the Passover, the seizure of manna, and how they ate the fruit of the land, what it teaches us today, the lessons it gives to us. Number one, once we begin to live the resurrected life in Christ by faith, the enemy is put to fear. The enemy is put to fear. Mind you that I said Gilgal means our death and resurrection with Christ. The death, the barrier, and the resurrection with Christ. So once we begin to live the resurrected life in Christ by faith, the enemy is put to fear. That is our first lesson. Mind you that I also said, Gilga is living in the resurrected land. So once we begin to live the resurrected life, where we understand that we are now in Christ and the old life, the Bible said, and the old life is gone. Behold, we have become new. So that is the resurrected life that God has given unto us. So the Bible said we are no more of the world, but we are now of God. So, now that we have separated ourselves from the world and separate ourselves unto God. Very important. So separation had to do with separating yourself from the world and then separating yourself unto God, unto God, being attached to God. So in Romans 12, the Bible says that I beseech you therefore that you present yourself as a living sacrifice. That is where we separate ourselves unto God. We are presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice unto God. Which is holy. And that is what is accepted by God. So our first lesson at Gilgal, what Gilgal teaches us, is that once we begin to live the resurrected life in Christ, by faith, it is by faith. It is by faith. It is by faith. Because yesterday, if you might uh, uh, remember, when the Pharisee came to Jesus, he said, 
How would I be able to enter the kingdom of God? He said, Unless you are born again. Unless you are born again. And the man was thinking that he was going to enter the mother's womb and come back. And God said, That is not it. So it is a life of faith. It is a life of faith. Believing that I'm now living in the resurrected life, a life that God has called me. The Bible says, For God is holy. First Peter chapter 1, 15, 16. The Bible says, For God is holy. He is a holy God. So God expects you and I to be holy. And the process of becoming holy is called consecration. So God expects us to consecrate ourselves. So what was happening at Gilgal was an act of consecration to consecrate the people of God. The circumcision is an act of consecration. To make them holy and pure. So once you and I will begin to live in that new life that God has given unto us, the enemy is put to fear. Mind you that the enemy fears the righteous and the prayerful Christian. Listen to me very careful. Careful. The enemy fears the righteous and the prayerful child of God. If you are prayerful and you are not righteous, the enemy does not fear you. If you are righteous and you are not prayerful, the enemy does not fear. He will keep attacking you, attacking you, attacking you. So the enemy is always afraid of the righteous, the one working with God. And the prayerful child of God. So let's look at the verse 1. Verse 1 tells us. I read the verse 1. It tells us. So it was. When all the kings of the Amorites. Who were on their west, who were on the west side of the Jordan, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we crossed over, that their heart melted. The Bible said. The heart of the Canaanite and the Ammonite, their heart melted. And there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. So once you begin to live the resurrected life in Christ by faith, the enemy is put to fear. The devil is afraid of you. They cannot come close to you. They are always afraid of you. When the kings of the Ammonite and the Canaanite heard 
The Bible said their hearts were melted. When they heard how God had dried up the, 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 the Jordan and how the people of Israel crossed the Jordan on a background, they said, hey, These people that are coming here, uh, they are dangerous people. My God, how can their God dry up the Jordan for them to walk on the background? And I believe that they have heard of the story how God dried up the Red Sea for them, for them to cross from Egypt down to the Jordan and how God dried up the Jordan so the Bible said their heart were melted and they were full of fear I pray for somebody who is living my God that life of resurrection by faith that the enemy will be afraid the devil cannot touch you I said the enemy cannot touch you because you are hot and hotter branda branda because you are full of fire because you you are empowered because you have a God that they cannot stand. You have a God for them to contend and they cannot win that battle. And the Bible said, and the heart of the kings were melted and they were full of fear. They were afraid. They were afraid. They were afraid. So the first lesson once we begin to live that resurrected life, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. By faith, the enemy is put to fear. I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, from today, when the enemy see you, they cannot stand. When they hear the announcement that you are coming, when they heard that the people of Israel were coming and God had dried up the, the, the Jordan, the Bible said, their heart were melted. Heart were melted. And the, the Bible said, and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. They were like dead walking beings may God make your enemy a dead walking being they will walk without no spirit they will, they will walk without spirit they will walk without soul because God has taken away their spirit from them because of the fear because of the power because of the authority that God has deposited inside you the fear of the surrounding people would have to have been a supernatural work of God. It was a supernatural work of God to put fear in the enemies. The people of the land wouldn't have had any fear at all if the people of Israel had continued to wander aimlessly in the desert. But now, they are rising up to take hold of their possession from God. And the enemies of God were put to fear. If you keep on wallowing in the desert, 
without making a step to move to your Gilgal. Your devil will keep making mockery of you. The enemy will keep making mockery and mocking you. And they will continue to sit on your promised land. They will continue to take hold of what belongs to you. They will continue to possess your inheritance. Beloved, Gilgal was the place at which the enemies of God began to be afraid. It was Gilgal. When they heard that the people have crossed the Jordan and they were camped at Gilgal, the enemies of God began to be afraid. The enemies of God's people were afraid. At Gilgal, your enemies will be afraid of you. My God. I say your enemies, they will confess. Your enemies will come and confess. They will come and say, hey, we planned this, but now we cannot. Somebody, I say, come with me to Gilgal. At Gilgal, God will put fear and panic. God will take the spirit of your enemy. God will take the spirit of your enemy. Did you hear the last part of the verse 1? The Bible said, And there was no spirit in them, and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the people of Israel, because of the children of Israel. There was no spirit. There was no spirit. In the people of Canaan and the Ammonite. Let's remember this. Then, as we rise up to take hold of our riches in Christ, as his resurrected people, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God by pulling down strongholds, casting down argument, and every high that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, as stated in the book of 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. Beloved, my God, as we rise up to go and enter our promised land, as we rise up to take what belongs to us, don't be afraid. Ah, I say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. For the weapons of your warfare, they are not carnal. You are not holding spear and javelin. You are not holding guns, pistols, my God. You are not holding bomb, but you are holding the power in the spiritual realm above. Ah, the power of man. And the Bible said, this power is able to pull down strongholds. Casting down argument and imaginations of the enemy, my God, and every high thing that 
27 gigs the knowledge of God. I pray for somebody that by the powers of God, by the mighty hand of God, may God give somebody victory and Gilga. May your enemy, my God, bow down and give up. May your enemy throw in the towel. May your enemy throw in the towel. May your enemy, my God, don't stay in your promised land. Just live it in your promised land. Don't have taken over your inheritance from today, my God. The Lord is telling me to tell somebody that the enemy God ah, is taking away their spirit from them. He called the brandy valada. They will rule, but there's no power in them. He called the brandy valadas. He candy valade. They will take on the being of a lion, but they are not. There's nothing inside them. He called the brandy valadas in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's return to Gilga. Let's return to yoga. Hoping to regain our courage as we fight to take hold of our inheritance in Christ. Let's get back to Gilga, beloved children of God. As we, we, we regain the courage, the power, the authority to fight and take hold of our inheritance. There is something that belongs to you. And at Gilga, God will give you the courage. I, I say at Gilga, God will give you the power. At Gilga, God will give you the momentum. At Gilga, God will empower somebody. At Gilga, God will enthrone somebody. Rivalade, Brandi Adas, Ikalado, Savrandi Valatas. And you are going in there to take your inheritance. You are taking in there to claim what belongs to you. I pray that any strong man, my God, living in your promised land. Ikadabra, at Gilga, my God, you are giving you the power and the courage he and the weapons to fight and win the battle in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord is making a way where there seems to be no way the Lord is giving you the courage and the power oh do you think that it would have been if 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 it would have been a physical battle between a physical battle uh, between David and Goliath, David would have won. You think if it were a speed a, a physical battle between David and Goliath, David would have won. David would have loosed woefully. David would have been crushed in a seconds. But it was because God took over the battle. It was because God took over the battle. For the Bible says that the weapons, look at the weapon that David used. A catapult and a stone. The Bible said, For the weapons of our warfare, they are not a carnal weapons, they are not they, 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 they are not bulletproofs with guns and bullet pistols with spear and javelin. No, but our weapons are mighty. In God for pulling down 
the stronghold of the enemy. God bless you. resurrected life in Christ by faith the enemy is put to fear the Lord will put fear and panic in the enemy the Lord will take their spirit from them the second lesson that we are learning from Gilgar is to be blessed of God we must separate ourselves from the old life to which we have been crucified. The second lesson, to be blessed of God in Gilgal and possess the land and claim the, the, the milk and the army we must separate ourselves from the old life to which we have been crucified. So from the verse 2 to the verse 9. The people of the land were put to fear. The verse 1. But it wasn't Time just yet to go forth and conquer. They have not even gone to attack the enemy, but they were afraid. There was still some aspect of the pre-Jordan days still in God's people. Some old life, some wilderness life. Even though they have crossed the Jordan. And those sinful aspects 
of the old life needed to be fully disconnected away. So God was saying that yes, you have crossed the Jordan. You are, you are now camped at Gilgal. But there is something that had to be done. There are some things that you need to disconnect yourself from. Beloved, there are some attitudes, there are some characters that we have to disconnect ourselves from them, even though we are in Christ. There are some group of people we need to disassociate ourselves from them. There are some words, there are some relationships that we need to disconnect ourselves from to experience the fullness of the promise, the fullness of the blessing. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 coming, God had commanded that Abraham's offspring, Abraham's children, Abraham's seeds, be circumcised as a covenant sign that they belonged to God. When God entered into a covenant with Abraham, you remember the covenantal blessing from the, from the ending of last year to the beginning of this year. After the covenant, God said to Abraham that to seal this covenant, your seed, your children, the male children have to be circumcised as a covenant sign that they belong to God. The people of Israel had been keeping that sign all the way up to the time that they had left Egypt. So when they were in Egypt, oh, they were keeping that, 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 that sign of the covenant. That when the male children were born among the Jews, they were circumcised. But because they disobeyed God on their way to the promised land. That first generation after the Exodus wilderness, when, 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 when they were when, when they were they, they were wandering in the wilderness for forty years, mind you that all that generation they all died, but they were having children. And in all that time, they had neglected the covenant of God. And they had failed to circumcise their sons. They were doing their own thing. And these were some of the reasons that kept them as long as 40 years on the wilderness. They had neglected the covenant sign that their sons be circumcised. So God therefore commanded Joshua to make a flint knife for himself and circumcise the sons of Israel again. That is in the verse 2. So God was communicating something. The verse 8 and 9 tells us, so it was. When they had finished circumcising all the people, 
that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. After Joshua circumcised all the men that were not circumcised, they stayed in the camp of Gilgal until all the wounds were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. As we know that the name Gilgal means rolled away. So the old life of Egypt had been rolled away from them. Likewise now that you and I have been crucified with Christ. Now that we have been born again, we need to let God take away the aspect of the old life that keeps the old life that keeps him from blessing us. Any old attitude, any old yeast, old behavior, old character that prevent God from blessing us. God is telling us that that should be taken away. He said, brethren, I beseech you therefore that you present yourself as a living sacrifice. You present yourself as a living sacrifice. So we need to let God take away that aspect. So God had to take away that aspect of their flesh through circumcision for them to be worthy of the blessing. For them to be worthy of what God had prepared and ordained for them. We need to make a decisive break from the old life. People of God, we can't be Christian and be doing things that the world people are doing. We can't be Christians and be praying and be living the old life and expect God to bless us. And expect God to perform a miracle. If that happens, then we are giving a lot of problem to our spiritual fathers. Problem to our pastors who are preaching and declaring healing to us every day, miracle to us every day. It will not come because the old life is in you and God cannot work within that old life. God expects you to live that old life so that he can come in and bless you. So if you're a Christian, you're a child of God and you come on the prayer line and you keep on doing, you keep on sinning, you keep on doing what the world is doing, you keep on doing things in darkness, people will testify but you will not see the testimony. People will testify but you will not see it. Some of this truth, you will not hear it. But some of us will tell you the truth because this is the truth that will set you and I free. This God will open the door. God said, Joshua, circumcised Oh, And the Bible said, after they were circumcised and after they were healed, now God came in and told Joshua that from this day, I have rolled away the reproach. That was after they were circumcised. 
So we need to break from the old life. We need to break from the old attitude, the old behavior, the sinful way. Let's break out. But God forbid that, as Paul says something in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, he said, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And I to the world. So we crucify the flesh on the cross. The flesh of the world has to be crucified. We don't need the flesh. We don't need a sinful life again. But we need the new spirit, the renewal of the spirit. So when they were circumcised, now God said, I have rolled away the reproach. I've taken away. I've taken away. I have rolled away the reproach. That was when they were set apart. So God expects us to set ourselves apart. God expects us to separate ourselves from the world. Let there be a difference between you, the child of God, and that of the world. So the Bible says, What agreement, what accord has Christ and that of barrier? What agreement has light and darkness? We, are, we have Christians who are always trying to be unbelievers. We have believers who are always trying to be unbelievers. They are trying to live the worldly lifestyle. Neglecting the weightier matters of God. My dear Christ has paid the price for you. He died on the cross for you and I. So if we say we are Christians, let's walk in the ways of Christ. Beloved, we need to let our Father, the vine dresser, the vine dresser, To trim us or to trim away from our life that which keeps us from bearing fruit in his vineyard. You know that the, 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 the farmer that farms a vine or the one that works in the vine called a vine dresser, he's always with, let's take a cutlass as an example. Moving around the farm to trim the vines, to trim the small, small sticks and leaves, to trim it so that it will be able to, to bear fruit. And that is what God is expecting from us as children of God. So God had to trim the people of Israel by circumcision. We should return to Gilgal, often to reaffirm our cleansing through Christ and our separation from this fallen world, sinful values and priorities. The world will tell you that this is okay, this is normal, but in Christianity, 
But in God, it is never normal. Beloved, it is not normal to do it. It is normal to, to do whatever you want, to play gambling, to drink, to sleep with different men and women, to do whatever you want. Precious one, let's return to Gilga to reaffirm our cleansing through Christ. In our separation from the fallen world. Let's keep separating ourselves as we come to Gilga to reaffirm, to reaffirm our cleansing, our separation, our decision to be with Christ, our decision to live the old life. And now separate ourselves unto God. And walk with God. And that is what God expects from you and I. That is the life that God expects from us. So the second lesson I said to be blessed of God. We must separate ourselves from the old life to which we have been crucified. So crucify the old life on the cross. Live the old life. The old life we're living those days. Now see yourself that I am no more. But I am now a child of God. I am now born again. I am now new creation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a peculiar people. I am a chosen generation. I am a chosen generation. Chosen and separated unto God. God bless you. some prayer today we've learned two lessons god willing we will continue tomorrow oh, use your mouth declare 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 say this year lord you go ahead who oh, i am i know this year you are aligning yeah we've learned that as we put now for today the first lesson we learned that once we begin to live the resurrected life in Christ by faith, the enemy is put.
to fear. And number two, we've, we've learned today that to be blessed of God, to be blessed of God, we must separate ourselves from the old life to which we have been crucified. Separation from the world and separation unto God. Everything is working for my good. This is a falling. you for staying on for the word of God. I want us to leave some prayer point. The Bible said when you and I will lead that resurrected life in Christ by faith, the enemy is put to fear. When the enemy heard that the people of God had passed through the Jordan on a background fear took over them. And the Bible said their spirit even left them. When the people of Israel got before the promised land, they had to cross the Jordan. They had to cross the Jordan. And it was the miracle in crossing the Jordan when they heard it. We are praying that God any Jordan before our Gilga, any Jordan before our promised land, we pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, God caused the Jordan to be parted. The Bible said when the priest that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when they stepped their feet on the Jordan, the Bible said ended the, the, the movement of the water from the east stopped. stopped and pushed away and the people of Israel walked through the Jordan on a background. We are praying that God any Jordan in my life any Jordan in my career in my marriage in my finances in every area of my life I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, let that Jordan be parted in me. I have my way through. In Jesus' mighty name, lift up your voice, somebody, and let's pray now in Jesus' name. Cabra Raberede. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord in the Jordan. Ah. 
that is a blockade, that is a stumbling block. May the Jordan pathway now, may the Jordan be divided now, may the Jordan give way now in the mighty name of Jesus. He Somebody lift up your voice. Jesus, in the Jordan limited my movement in life, in the Jordan prevented me from getting into my promised land by thunder, by fire. Lord, let the Jordan be divided into two, let the Jordan be battered into two, in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord is giving you the power, the Lord is giving you the authority to move and cross. Jordan now into your promised land, into your Gilgah, into your Gilgah, into your Gilgah, in the name of Jesus. Ranta brada da da, rata ya da 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 da. of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over. Their hearts were melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. Ha! Beloved, the Bible said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and casting down imaginations. My God, Kabrandi Idash, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We are lifting up a prayer that God, 
the Bible said, when the people heard, their hearts were melted. We are praying that God, any enemy that is living in my promised land, any devil claiming my possession, we are lifting up a cry. We are lifting up a prayer. The Bible said, and their hearts were melted. We are praying that God, Put fear, my God, and take the spirit of the enemy that are living in my promised land. Oh, the Bible said, and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. We are lifting up a prayer. We are lifting up a cry that God, in the name of Jesus, let the enemy stay in my land. Let the devil claim my possession. Let the heart to be melted, my God, take their spirit out from them in the name of Jesus. Attack now by the power of God for the Bible said, For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, they are mighty. Lift up a cry. Lift up a cry, lift up a cry, the possessing my possession take all your spirit from there in the name of Jesus the Bible said vengeance is of the Lord the Lord is taking vengeance over your enemy in the name of Jesus the Lord is attacking your enemy in the mighty name of Jesus I know go fear. I am not going to be afraid. When the people crossed the Jordan, the Bible said, Ah, and the kings of the Amorite and that of the Canaanite, their heart was melted with fear. And the Bible said, And there was no spirit in them any longer. That is what God can do. What God cannot do does not exist. The Lord is driving the enemy living on your promised land. Those living in your promises, my God. God is driving them away now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say God is driving them away now by the power of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. There is no need to be afraid, for the Bible said, Our weapons are mighty in God. Our weapons are spiritual weapons, and they are mighty. They are strong in God. So we should return, let's return to Gilgal offering to regain that strength, to regain that courage as we fight to, to take hold of our inheritance in Christ. 
in the name of Jesus. From today, you are taking hold of your inheritance. From today, you are taking hold of your ministry. From today, you are taking hold. My God, somebody, you are taking hold of your destiny. You are taking hold of your promised land. From today, you are taking hold of your marriage. My God, you are taking hold of your children. You are taking hold of your career, your career. You are taking hold of your finances. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that the sound of my voice. May you begin to take hold. Receive the courage and the power and the authority to claim, to receive what belongs to you now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, the Bible Jesus. says, all give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercies endures forever. Come on, shout hallelujah. Right now, get ready, church. It is harvest time 2022. Put your hands together. Trendybeats.com Today, our second lesson was that to be blessed of God, to be favored, to be honored, to be lifted, we must separate ourselves from the old life to which we have been crucified. Our next prayer point, we are praying that God, even as we walk with you at Gilgal, any old life, any old attitude, any old behavior that is preventing us from receiving our blessings. The Bible said God had to let Joshua to circumcise all the people of Israel. That was the old life that was limiting or preventing their blessing because it was a covenant sign between God and the people of Israel. So we are lifting up another prayer to God. Any old life, any sinful life, any sinful attitude and behavior that prevent me and limit me from receiving 
my blessing ah, from receiving my promises in the name of Jesus. Let that old life be taken away. Let that old character, that old behavior, that sinful life be consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, somebody, and let's pray now. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that God, in the old life, in the old attitude, in the old behavior, that limits me, that prevent me, oh God, in the known and unknown, God, cause it to be banned, cause it to be taken by the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Ghost take over my life, let the Holy Ghost take over my spirit, let the Holy Ghost take over my soul, let the Holy Ghost take over my body, let the Holy Ghost take over my flesh now, in the name of Jesus, that from today, I will yield to the spirit and not to the flesh, in the name of Jesus, someone lift up your voice, in the name of Jesus Christ. Beloved, God wanted that old life, that old attitude to be taken away so that he can bless his people. There is an old life that had to be taken away from your life for God to bless you. There is a sinful attitude. There is a sinful life that had to be deleted. That you have to leave behind for God to bless you. And you tried with your strength, with your knowledge, with your wisdom. But it looks as if you cannot conquer that flesh. But I pray the spirit of God upon your life. That may you receive the momentum. May you receive the power to overcome any sinful ways and lives. A spirit in your life in the name of Jesus Christ and the Bible said after they have been circumcised and they have been healed then now God came into the scene and said this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called to this day Gilgah. I have rolled away the reproach. Our next prayer, we are praying that God, any reproach of Egypt, any disgrace, any shame, any embarrassment, there has been a yoke around my neck, following me, following my image, following my name. I pray that may that be rolled away. I pray that may that be rolled away. I pray that may that be rolled away now. Be rolled away now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. 
God, let every yoke be rolled away, be broken. Every reproach of Egypt, every reproach of sin. Ah, in the name of Jesus, let that be rolled away. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Caparante. I pray for you that in the mighty name of Jesus, may the good Lord roll away every reproach of Egypt from you in the mighty name of Jesus, from your family, every reproach on your marriage, every reproach on your relationship, every reproach that is attached to your ministry, attached to your name, attached to your destiny, attached to your career. I pray that by divine authority that be rolled away. And may you be free now. In the mighty name of Jesus, type amen on the platform, everybody. one god bless you all for joining today on a prayer line on the hour of gethsemane i salute greece uh on the life of all the men of god and the women of god on the platform god bless you all for joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of gethsemane the gilga experience the gilga experience today has been a blessing today we took time to study god's word god willing tomorrow we are continuing the studies and the lessons of gilga and I believe God so strongly that Lord is, the Lord has a lot of blessings and favor uh, that he has prepared for you and I. God bless you for joining today. Our time is up for today and we are going to close for today and come back God willing tomorrow's same time today. Uh, my time I delayed small because I had to pick up my key from school and that is why I shipped the time one hour late. God willing tomorrow. I will be able to come on time. God bless you. I will not be able to come on uh, on the second session today, but we are closing today and we are coming back going tomorrow. I salute all the women of God, Prophetess Mona Lisa, Pastor Andrew Jackson, Deaconess Gloria. I salute all the graces. God bless you all for your support. God bless you for the oil that you've added for this session to be successful and be a blessing unto somebody. I believe God so strongly somebody is blessed today. May the good Lord continue to bless us as we gather at Gilgal this week. And I tell you, that reproach is rolled away. That shame is rolled away. That disgrace is rolled away. At the hour of Gethsemane, you are untouchable. You're unbreakable. You are unstoppable. And you are undeniable. God bless everybody who connected today. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.